Evening.O podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and happy almost New Year, or maybe already New Year, depending on when you're listening. Speaking of which, thank you very much for listening. Normally, this is a show where I share little stories out of that I'm pulling out of wherever and I make fun of some weird new stuff and I share some podcasts that I think you should listen to but as it's the last show of the year and it's it's coming up on New Year's and if you're listening to this on release day tomorrow is my birthday I just kind of figured I'm throwing the format out the window today that and I just didn't really have that much for news this week. I mean, in, in a in a post Christmas sort of time, not like oh, it's, it's after Christmas, but in a week between Christmas and New Year's week, not a lot goes on. At least in the weird news department, there were some things that happened, but I'm just like, eh, let's let's just not today. So all that being said, it may be a shorter show this week. Who knows? I you If you listen for any amount of time, you know I can ramble aimlessly for an hour if I really f- try. If I really give it my all. But it's, it's, it's just been one of those times. I'm like, again, if you, if you follow along for a while, you know, I'm still, I'm kind of, I'm still healing off of the whole ribs thing. Um, I finally, for the most part, gotten rid of my cough. I think I always have kind of a cough, so... You know, if you hear it, you hear it. If if you don't, I managed to cut them out. But yeah, it's still around. Um, but I'm realizing how much all of that is draining. Trying to just like recover and heal from things. I still get you know body aches and all that sort of crap, which sucks. But I'm not in pain. That's that's the biggest thing. I'm not in pain. Which is so nice. It only took two months, but I'm I'm not in like agonizing amounts of pain anymore. But man, I've been tired, and and I've and it's it's a big part of it is just because you know for the those weeks where I was basically stuck in bed and not working and everything and just you know crippled, I was sleeping like a human. <laughs> I was, I was uh, going, you know, waking up at a normal human time. Uh, I was going to bed at like nine or 10 at night, like a normal human for two weeks. And my body adjusted to that shit, which sucks when you have to go back to work and you are starting, you know, you go into work and you leave at like five in the evening and you're coming home at like five in the morning because of course it's the end of the year. So we're getting a lot of it work. We're getting a lot of those people who are like oh, end of year cleaning. Hey, we need to get our offices finished up or it's like the end of an annual contract. Hey, we got to get the last, everything gets crammed into these last few weeks. So my nights have just been long. It has just been long, long nights while my body's trying to readjust to being back on night shift. And it ain't been fun, folks. Uh, throw in that the boys are out of school right now. So, yeah. And again, if you followed along for any amount of time, I'm not really a big fan of when my older boys are home from school. It's not because I don't want them around, but it's more because we get very much in a, a, we have a rhythm, we have a routine, we have our, our habits and everything. Especially like me and the, the little boys. And before, like even when like, Damien hadn't started school yet, we have a, a routine during the day. And then when the older boys are home from school, that routine gets all screwed up. Or when my wife is home from work throws the whole routine out and not only like not only was 
Like, have the boys been out of school? Like, and I think I mentioned it last week. They, last week before Christmas, before they got off for winter break, they had basically like one full, like two full days of school. I'm interested. I gotta do the math in my head. Um, yeah, no, they had Monday and Tuesday, they went to school normal full days, whatever. Wednesday and Thursday were both half days. So they got out at like 11, which if you're playing the home game, I'm supposed to be asleep at 11. That's when me and the little boys are taking a nap. So I wasn't getting my sleep when I'm, and again, I was like up till, I was working until about 4 a.m. So I'm rolling in at home until about 5 a.m. And then back up at 6-ish with the little, to, you know, all that. Blah. And then not getting my a nap in, not getting any sleep in during the day. And not just me, the little boys weren't getting any sleep either. So not only was I tired and cranky, the little boys were tired and cranky. And then, but, you know, I'm still, you know, in a long nights. And, you know, it, it, it wears on you. Again, still feeling the drain from all of the sickness and healing and all of that crud. So I found myself on Friday and Saturday and even Sunday, um, basically comatose. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. <laughs> like I was, you know, my wife took off, uh, she basically was out of, she had a five day weekend for between celebrating Yule through like just because she works for a banking company so off for christmas day so she didn't have to work monday and because they've got so many um uh paid holidays that they can like you know just i guess you could say just like uh days they can take off like extra days for personal holidays things like that so she ended up taking tuesday as well which kind of worked for me because i had tuesday off on account of I, you know, my regular schedule and paid holidays and all this stuff. So, so basically we were out, you know, the weekend, but she had a basically a five day weekend. <laughs> so much like me on when it came time to go back to work, she really didn't want to, but all that, you know, going on, uh, we had a, uh, we basically crammed all of our Yule festivities. We ended up scattering across the long weekend because I was still working. Uh, normally, you know, we unwrap presents. We do all of that. And we have a big dinner. All of the things you normally associate with Christmas, we just do it on a different day. <laughs> and so we, you know, we did all the stuff and we had all the presents and, and everything. But we actually ended up having our big dinner Christmas day. <laughs> or you say Christmas night. Uh, more because it was just easier to do that way because <clears throat> with as, a, as tired as I've been and so much craziness going on and rowdy boys and, and shopping and the difficulty of trying to get anything done around Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, just cause, you know, businesses are closed. We just felt it was easier to just do everything Monday. And it gave us something to do. But all that being said, the boys had a good, uh, had a good time. They got lots of presents, some of which I don't think they really deserved because sometimes they're just little shits. But, uh, you know, you overlook some of that stuff, you know? Sometimes you give your kids gifts even when they really don't deserve anything. When they're being little shitheads and you really think you'd much rather take all of the toys you just bought and throw them in a fire. And then you remember, oh, wait, I paid for that. <laughs> I think that's what keeps most parents from destroying the toys is that they remember they paid for them. I was like, nope, that's my money I'm throwing away. <laughs> it was like that movie Mystery Men where he were uh, the shoveler. Was it, uh, I can't remember his name. William H. Macy, where, he, where he's part of his superhero costume is his son's, uh, uh, he's the, the catcher for the little league team. And so he wears the, the catcher's vest 
as part of his armor for his superhero costume. And this wife was like, why are you wearing his his vest? They're like, I paid for it. It's mine, too. <laughs> that's it. That's the that's where we are. <laughs> It's like, as parents, we don't destroy the toys because that's our money that is, that we'd be throwing away. And I forget who it was. I think it was listening to, uh, pre-recorded live. And I, I, and I, and if, if I'm remembering it right, I think it was Matt said that his parent, his or parents, his dad was like super cold when it came to things like that, that he apparently like actually lit his, uh, Super Nintendo on fire, like burnt the thing to the, burnt it down because him and his sister were just being shits. And even though he paid for it, it was like, nope. Like, this is, this is how you, you punish them. You take the thing away. Yes, I know I paid for the thing. You know, yes, I know I'm setting fire to my own money by doing this, but it's hurting them more. And I guess that's kind of it, but I'm not about to set fire to my kids' toys. Um, one, cause fire. And two, cause fire codes. Because I'm pretty sure if I went and set fire to any of my kids' toys, never mind the fact that my wife would probably lose her shit on me. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, fire department or police or just about any authority would show up at my house and if i don't get arrested i'd probably get a a stiff fine um because i'm pretty sure burning plastics inside of a municipal area is some sort of a health code violation too but let's not worry about you know things like you know laws and fire codes we're supposed to be punishing the children right you know, everybody's been talking about Krampus because of holiday episodes and, and shows that do kind of the, the express the dark side and, and the, the twisted and the paranormal. Uh, I mentioned last week, like Couch Potato Files was talking about it. Uh, Smoke and Mirrors did it. Uh, Hyst- Hysteria 51, Twisted Philly. And I'm thinking there's a bunch of others and I'm blanking them right now because I'm, I'm not reading anything. Uh, but. It's, it's been interesting because like everybody talks Krampus and everybody talks about, you know, the Christmas monsters and the, the anti-clauses and the Yule boys and the Yule cat and all these weird things. And it's, and it's so funny. It's all the things that are out there to whoop your ass or kill you at Christmas. And I'm like, man, you know, back in the day, you, you, you know, you wouldn't say, Oh, you're not going to get the new Xbox. You know, Krampus is going to come and beat you with a stick and drag you to hell. <laughs> I don't think that would work on my boys, but you know, the days when you could scare your kids into behaving and not get, you know, CPS called on you or anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, the good old days, right? Right, folks. Yeah. <laughs> And you look back, and you, you always see those things on Facebook. They're like, oh, do you remember back when? And it would be like a picture of like old school roller skates or of, I think one, it was a, a vegetable peeler. It's like, if you ever used one of these and, and all these, I'm like, I've got one of those fucking things in my drawer right now. <laughs> or those old hand crank egg beaters or like those knuckle busters. Like I own one of those currently. <laughs> I think I got it at a dollar store. They, they're great when you're like five and you're helping mom make pancakes when you're 30 and you've got adult size hands to crank that little thing. Yeah, no, you throw that shit up against a wall or, you know, you have kids and, 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 and invoke, you know, child slave labor, you know, here. You beat the eggs. Why? Cause my hands don't work on that thingy. Or, you know, be an adult and pull out the electric beater or a whisk because it's just fucking pancake batter. But (laughs) because I'm all over the place, I'm always all over the place, but because I don't have other shit to talk about today, uh, I'm yeah, guess what? The train is skipping tracks and going all over the place because these are the fun ones, right? This is the shit that I just ramble, and I'm trying to keep it within the last week if I don't, you know, completely get into egg beater land. But, 
it's been an in, it's it's been and even like again I'm getting past you know okay we gone past Yule time and Christmas and and you know the fact that there's one grocery store because we're dumb and we didn't buy everything we needed before for dinner we were actually at the grocery store on Christmas day I what the hell we were trying we had to buy and then I had to go back <laughs> but Oh, yeah, it was, like, really fun. I think I went in for, like, bread and whipped cream. And was like, yeah, I need whipped cream because pumpkin pie. We have to have pumpkin pie. We always, you always have pumpkin pie with, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner, Yule dinner, whatever. But it, it's the seasonal dessert. It's pumpkin pie. So, okay, we need whipped cream for pumpkin pie. Go grab some whipped cream, no big deal. Well, I get home, I start making pumpkin pie, and oh, I don't have any uh, evaporated milk for that pumpkin pie. Back to the grocery store. <laughs> I spent entirely too much time in a grocery store on Christmas Day, but it was funny to look around. Now, mind you, there is one grocery store in all of Surprise, Arizona that is open on Christmas Day. It's a Safeway. Right, basically smack dab between, in, like, right off of the, the new freeway. Basically, the freeway that actually runs through Surprise that most people out in the rest of the Phoenix Metro barely know exist. It's like, near the 303 freeway. And a lot of people are like, there's a 303? Yes, there's a 303. Um, <laughs> for those of you who don't live out here, the main, you've got the I-10. You've got the 101 loop, and you've got the 202 loop <clears throat> that's further out. Well, even further out from that, like way out in the suburbs to the suburbs to the suburbs where I live, is the 303 freeway, which is really nice because it's all brand new. And even some parts of it are still under construction in some parts of the valley, I think. But it, it, most people who live more in central Phoenix area and the east side area... Don't even know there's a 303. Like, what? Yeah, there's a 303, people. And that's where this one Safeway is open. And, dear God, is that place slammed. Again, only grocery store open. And I think they're open from like 8 to 3 on Christmas Day. And they just make a killing. Because they're the only ones open. And I think we checked Walmart. We checked every other grocery store around because they're closer. <laughs> but we knew from past years. There was a year, God, most three or four years ago, and I think about it, where we got surprised basically with having to host Christmas dinner for my entire family. I think my mom was even coming into town, my sisters, everybody was coming over to our house for Christmas. We weren't prepared to make Christmas dinner. So we had to get up extra, extra early because we found out that Safeway was open. Had to get up extra, extra early. Go over, be at Safeway, waiting outside the Safeway at 8 o'clock in the morning for them to open to buy everything. Everything down to the turkey. Every single thing. It was like bags of potatoes and stuffing and, and gravy. Everything we had to buy day of. And... Because we're good at last minute stuff and I'm good at, at uh, I've got, I mentioned before, I've got my timing down when it comes to making a turkey dinner. Um, we made it work and we made it happen. But, you know, we always thought it was like, we're never going to go back. We're never going to be like that again. We're not going to be so unprepared that we're going to be at the grocery store on Christmas Day. Never mind that we don't celebrate Christmas anymore. So normally we're not worried about it. Normally it's just, ah, it's Christmas Day. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to make some coffee. I'm going to, <clears throat> like, we're going to watch some movies. Maybe we'll drive around a bit. But that's about it. That's our Christmas Day. But, <clears throat> but no, this year we just decided because of the schedules and all that. We're That's when we're eating. But it was kind of funny, like walking around inside the Safeway on Christmas Day, seeing the kind of people that were there. And I'm kind of a people watcher in that respect. And 
you know, and if if Walmart were open, it'd be really interesting. And it's kind of surprising Walmart is actually closed on Christmas. And my wife was like, no, no, they're going to be open. They're open on Thanksgiving. I was like, they're open on Thanksgiving because it's like early Black Friday. That's all. It's not like it's they're open because they want to be. It's like, oh, no, we're going to be open because we don't care about the holidays. We're going to be open for your convenience. I was like, no, we're, they're open because they want to sell a lot of shit. <clears throat> but this Safeway is much more open out of the, hey, people need stuff. Sometimes people forget stuff on Christmas. So it was interesting walking around because you'd see it was primarily like older people who it seemed like either didn't celebrate Christmas, didn't care. They're just, hey, it's Monday. I'm going grocery shopping. Um, people like me who forgot, like, oh, I need whipped cream or but then I saw a lot. And I was really surprised, but it was a lot of very young Ladies, like early 20s, I saw a lot of yoga pants and sweaters <laughs> with basically the makings of almost an entire thing or like Christmas dinner in their baskets. And I'm, and I'm just sitting here thinking, like, this is your first Christmas dinner. This is the first time you are making Christmas dinner. You know, like as an adult out of, you know, away from your parents' house or whatever. It's like you just got married. You just moved away. You're whatever. Or like, oh, no, the family's coming to visit you this year, whatever. But I, I saw it everywhere. I'm like, oh, you guys are so lost. <laughs> like, And you are that unprepared. Oh, man. Just, and the, the look of worry on all the faces. <laughs> I was like, oh, you poor, unfortunate souls. You are boned. <laughs> I was like, it, it, it's it's noon. It is serious. It's noon. You should not be shopping right now. I was like, I can tell you exactly what kind of turkey you need to buy or ham or whatever. But you don't have a lot of time left. And just, it was so, it, it's kind of sad in that, in that regard. I was like, oh, you guys are. You were so unprepared. You are buying everything and so many people. It's not like, you know, when we got surprised with it. I don't imagine most people get surprised with having to host a, a Christmas dinner. I think you usually know. <laughs> but the, there was just so many people with so much stuff. I always figured, you know, you'd think on Christmas Day that the majority of people in the grocery store are like, you know, the little hand baskets are like, oh... I forgot this or, oh, I don't have any orange juice for the cranberry sauce or, oh, I need, I'm out of nutmeg, whatever. I, that's what I'm, you know, you should be, you should be getting your last minute stuff or, oh shit, I'm out of batteries. Why? Because I just bought my kids 50 electronic devices that all need double A's, which we did, but I ordered my batteries on Amazon and of course they didn't show up until Wednesday, <laughs> but whatever <laughs> prime free shipping cheap batteries a lot easier than or easier it's a lot cheaper than going to the store and buying you know duracells and energizers because those things are damn expensive they're just expensive and i tend to use rechargeables anyway because they're regular if i'm gonna pay that much for batteries i better be able to use them more than once but where are we in our big timeline of, of holiday week. Oh man. This, I mean, all that being said, it, we had a, we had a good time and we went out, uh, out here. I don't know if they do these sort of things wherever you are, but out here they have one of those like kind of drive through light show kind of things. So they set up all these big, they have it all. I don't know if you've seen those, those big light shows where they'll sync up the Christmas lights and all the and, and all the decorations to a soundtrack, and so the lights will flash and do all this stuff in in kind of in time and in coordination with the music that's playing, and it's really cool. And there's one of the I forget what they the uh, I'm blanking the name because that's what I do, but we we decided we we're going to go and do that, and we went to do that and went through that thing on Christmas Eve. And again, because what else are we going to do? 
and we went Christmas Eve to go through that. It was so awesome. And we always go out Christmas Eve to because the boys like seeing Christmas lights. Rihanna likes looking at Christmas lights. Um, even when I was a kid, that was kind of the tradition. Christmas Eve, we drove around and would look at, at lights all over the place. But we went to, we were like, you know what? We're not going to go, you know, hunting through neighborhoods for it. Like we know where there's this big display. Let's go out to the big, uh, you know, <clears throat> Christmas light thing out, up on, you know, North Valley and all this stuff. And they had kind of like a little Christmas village thing with like food trucks and there was like a bounce house and all this stuff there. It was kind of fun. And I stuffed myself on, on funnel cake because I love funnel cake and it's really hard to find funnel cake. Uh, so yeah, it was, and it was so cool. And of course they're, you know, they're playing so many, like, I think we heard Michael Buble like three times roll through because I think he's covered every single Christmas song ever written, but still it was a fun time. And the, you know, the boys had a blast and I think Damien, we got Damien a camera for, for, for Yule this year. And so he's been just going nuts. And I've, and I've talked about before how he's a good photographer and we've been, you know, basically since our, our vacation back to Texas and his, uh, photographic skills at, at the aquarium that like we decided way back then we had the camera picked out and ready. We're like, Nope, he's getting the camera because one, he likes taking pictures. Like two, he's good at it. And three, it keeps him from using our phones. So he got a camera and so he was taking pictures throughout the whole thing. But it's like these, these, it basically like it, you, it twists and turns and basically you're like working in a big, uh, kind of serpentine zigzaggy path just up and down and up and down. And it takes like 20 minutes to drive through. And, but it was so cool and so fun. And they got a lot of, uh, I think Rihanna got some videos and they got lots of pictures. And we just had a fun time. You know, they had like, again, they had like the little Christmas village and they had a, you know, meet Santa thing there. But of course you go over to the meet Santa tent and well, it's Christmas Eve and it's like eight o'clock at night on Christmas Eve. So Santa's not there. Santa's out delivering presents. So <clears throat> there were sitting in Santa's chair were two elves and I'll give credit to the people. They had true little people, dwarves whatever word you want to use for them. There were two little people elves sitting like a, you know, a husband and wife, I assume, but a male and female elf, um, decked out sitting together in Santa's chair, talking to kids, you know, it was like, Oh, it's cute. <laughs> and Rihanna was like, Oh, they've got elves. It's so funny. I was like, well, yeah, they've got elves. It's Christmas Eve. Santa can't be here on a Christmas. Like, like you, as a Santa, you know, as a, working Santa, you can't be in a place on Christmas Eve at all. You just can't. But it was fun. And the boys had a good time and we came back home and they all had uh, hot chocolate and, and went to bed. And, you know, oddly enough, they, I guess because we don't honestly rather not wake up super early in the morning, although Sam has just gotten this thing lately where he's waking up at 5 a.m. and Dear God, please stop. Please grow out of this. I don't like. He'll wake up at five and it, it's bad enough that he's waking up at five, but then he goes and wakes up Damien. And at least Damien is hospitable enough to him. He will rather than, you know, they come in and start bugging us. Uh, Damien will get up with him and he'll sit with him and they'll watch cartoons and Damien will keep an eye on him. And he's such a big brother at five in the morning. A lot of the rest of the day, he's kind of a pain in the ass, and he doesn't give too much of a crap about his brothers. But he's like, nope, nope, I'm off the clock. And like, parents are awake? Nope. But <clears throat> I, when it comes to that first thing in the morning, and it's just the two of them up, Damien does a good job as big brother, and he'll he'll keep an eye on Sam until everybody wakes up and keeps him out of trouble. And keeps him from destroying things. And if Sam starts getting into stuff, then he'll come get us. But mostly they sit there watching cartoons, which is fine. Uh, but man, I, I was kind of surprised. 
maybe it's because we were up late, but Christmas Day, they all slept in. Like, seriously slept in. And I think my alarm was still going off, and I, because I still had my alarms for, you know, getting up for school and all that stuff. But we had all the boys, I, I think I had to actually go and wake up the little boys. I think Charlie and Damien woke up because their alarm was still like still set for school. So, but they woke up at like only because of their alarm and I got up, had breakfast, was like did their thing, they're just hanging out. And I had to go in. Now, again, Sam normally wakes up at like five and he'll basically try and wake up everybody else in the house if he can. But I had to get, when we got up, well, I should say when I got up, I let Rihanna sleep in. But when I got up, she was, or she, the little boys were knocked the hell out. And it was really surprising. Like, it's eight o'clock. They're still in bed. What the, like, that's one of those where, you know, even though you're relieved that they're not up and being loud and rowdy, you also kind of want to go in there and check that they're still breathing. <laughs> so, you know, and, and because they've got the baby gate on their door, so I've got to be super quiet and unclick the gate without actually startling them. Because as much as I want to make sure they're alive, I also want them to stay asleep. Shh. Don't wake them. But, yeah, they're, obviously, they're still alive. They're, you know, being rowdy and messing around with stuff out in the living room as we speak. You know, standing six inches from the TV. Because no matter how many times I tell them not to stand in front of the TV, two minutes later, all four of them are huddled around like, you know, moths on a lamp. Ah, man. Just having all four of them home. It's, yeah, it... it it racks my nerves. <laughs> I think it's because like the older boys, they're, they're used to being in school and doing all sorts of other stuff. And really because of my work schedule, I can't do a lot of stuff with them, especially like days like today where I have work and like, I've got a rest and you know, I'm, I'm, we're coming up on nap time right now. And if I were doing a, a more, a, a full show with all of the segments and all of the music and all of the stuff, that actually adds about another hour or two to the show, or at least to the production side of the show. So today it's going to be a much simpler sort of thing. Not a lot of crazy music, not a lot of, you know, donkey sound effects and, and, and robot voices and things. Um, so, show goes quicker, which makes things easier to do, but I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's where the show started. You know, if you're one of those unfortunate people that was listening to the show uh, two years ago, this was the show. It was me talking like this for anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes. And oddly enough, my numbers were better back then. <laughs> More people listened to me ramble and bullshit for 40 minutes then actually listen now that I have stuff. But I, I enjoy the weird stuff that I do. Maybe I should, you know, rearrange the show somewhere. I, I was even tossing, like, I, I mentioned at the beginning, yeah, there were some weird news stories that I could have talked about. Everything was kind of disjointed. And it was just like, eh, it's, it's just not a lot going on. And so I just decided to scrap it. And... I was like, I just, yeah. I was like, what am I going to do? I, I can talk. I can, I can talk like this forever. I can just go in, I can sit down, turn on the mic and talk to you, dear listener, for however the hell long you feel like listening to me ramble. And for all I know, you've checked out already and I'm talking to myself, but that's okay. Because I've got a little blue link, blinky line on my screen. <laughs> and if you haven't checked out, thank you. <laughs> that's all I could say. Um, you know, I, it's part of the whole, like I always say, normal is not my specialty. I don't, it's like, I have a format. I don't always keep to it. And the fact that I do three completely different segments that for all intents and purposes probably don't belong in the same show, I think is, that's probably my biggest problem in this show is that the very nature of this show 
is that I almost do three separate little types of shows all in the same thing. And you might like one part and not another. Maybe you like the news stuff and the weird shit and you really think this stuff like this where it's just me talking. You're just like, shut the fuck up. Or you're one of those people that likes the weird stories and like, I don't care about dumb people in the news or what podcast you're listening to. Tell me about poisoning your kid again. Because everybody turns into a redneck when I just do a random voice. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, Everybody turns into, like, you need a, a really unintelligent sounding voice. Just aim for uh, Jeff Dunham's uh, Bubba J. You know, uh, and now I suddenly can't do it because I've got that image of Bubba J. And I feel like somewhere I'm going to get sued. But yeah, un unfortunately for everybody in and from the South, the accent sounds unintelligent. And I have seen, you know, law professors and things of that sort coming from the South who have the heavy Creole accent and have that sound and they just, you sound dumb. And it's an unfortunate side effect of the accent. Uh, Jeremy from a podcast we listen to he actually did, for his Christmas episode, he did the, uh, what did he say? Uh, it's like the Creole night before Christmas or the night before Christmas. Uh, again, because I'm blanking it out. But it was kind of like the Creole uh, Bayou night before Christmas. And he said, it's written like, and it's a book. And he was like, you know, if you actually have the book and you see the pictures and, you know, the you know, Santa on a sled pulled by gators. But he said the entire thing, and he's from New Orleans, and he said he always worked to lose his accent because it makes him sense. Like, people would have a hard time hearing, understanding him, and he would have a hard, like, you know, sort of, and he, you sound unintelligent. And, but he, he said the book was written in that dialect and with those pronunciations, so he basically has to roll into that accent. And for me, listening to him... With that accent, it sounded weird for one. He's got a super deep voice and it almost sounded, it didn't sound to me when he did it like it was a natural thing. It didn't sound <clears throat> like this was how he actually sounded. It sounded like he was trying to do that voice to a certain degree because it almost didn't, it felt almost forced. Maybe just because he was trying to read it like it, he was trying to say it the way it's written not necessarily as fluidly as he probably his his accent was when he had it but yeah and that was a fun, it was fun to listen to just talking about you know santa getting burned coming down the chimney and just looking at the fires saying uh hell no i'm walking out the front door <laughs> you know things like that you know fun it was it was a fun story but yeah, I'm sorry, Southern people. The accent makes you sound unintelligent. And unfortunately, my brain just defaults to that when I need a, a ignorant, unintelligent sounding thing. And I, sorry, have no control over when my voice goes into another accent. And trust me, it aggravates the ever living shit out of my wife. Uh, especially if I, I roll into an Australian accent, which again, because I can't do them on demand, it just happens. She gets so, she hates, and I don't know why, but she hates Australian accents, which was really funny because we used to watch all those like mermaid shows on Netflix and they were all in Australia and they all had really heavy Australian accents. And I was like, um, but I guess it's okay if they're Australian mermaids, but if it's, you know, she won't listen to Sans Pants. She won't listen to, uh, Gareth and Bex. Another, from, Gareth has a fuzzy accent because he was in radio and he, you know, blended like Bex and her accent, but she, they won't, or God, the countdown guys, they're, but they're, they're, man, everybody, they're all, you know, you think like, especially like Australian accents and Australia and New Zealand, because they're not the same thing and they're distinct accents and all that. But 
much like in America where there's the way where ac- regional accents are so different in Australia, it's very much the same thing. And I mean, yeah, in a, in a lot of countries and their hell, uh, my fair lady was basically based on that entire premise of accents are different and dialects are different from one region to another. And so, yeah, I get it. It's a everywhere thing. But when you look at Australia and you look at America, I look at those as the big, like, yeah, this is the big variation. Because when I listen to uh, the new man who's in uh, uh, Alice Springs, or I listen to the Sands Pants crew who are in Melbourne, or listen to uh, uh, Gareth and Bex, or um, listen to... Uh, uh, Paul and Wayne from the countdown. They're all in completely different regions of Australia and every one of them sound different. You know, it's Australian, but that's as far as you go. But you, you cannot listen to like you listen to Jackson Bailey sounds nothing like Paul and Wayne on never mind the fact that Paul and Wayne don't sound anything alike. Um, <clears throat> might be because Wayne's Asian, but that's a whole other thing. But, you know, I also, like, you know, Mark, uh, the new man, his accent is so heavy, it's difficult to understand him some days. I'm not going to lie. So, you know, and, and he also lives kind of in the country. Maybe that's it. He's kind of got the redneck Australian accent, I guess. But either he's still, I, I don't think he's doing that show anymore. I think he's doing another show with his brother now. That I haven't been able to get caught up on. They're not as, well, he wasn't consistent before anyway, but they're even less consistent now. But, you know, <clears throat> it's still, you know, I still consider him a friend. I still check him out and see what's going on with him and the kids and all the animals on the farm. And, um, you know, we get to hear from him once in a while, you know, but all that about accents because, you know, sidebar and because my, tr- train of thought just jumps tracks um <clears throat> i think we're a cable car now but um so i guess this is part of the year where i kind of talk about what i plan to do what i want to do coming up in the new year um we do have there's kind of tentative plans coming into the new year with uh my friend my buds over in the surprise motherfucker network <laughs> Uh, with uh, Chris the Mole Man from the Couch Potato Files and Mike Jolitz. And we got some, like, really more with our little network, our, our little cluster of, what was it, uh, how did they put it in Nick and Nora? Fistful of assholes. Yeah, I think that's how. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> our little fistful of assholes out here in <laughs> surprise. Uh, uh, and trying to do more with our little group. Um, yeah, I, I really want to do more with the show. And I realized, you know, kids and life and work and, and finances and crazy stuff. And it's hard to do. Um, you know, some people have more time than others. Some people try to sleep. And <laughs> so you know, I, I want to do more. Um, I keep saying I'm, I'm going to buy the official domains and all this stuff and get a nice website going. And I brought, I want to, I say, I want, to. I do want to, but that's also cost. And it's one of those things where, you know, you, when you've got a small show and you've got a wife who controls the finances more because she has anxiety and it's just better for her mental state to control the finances. You know, it's not an expense you can totally justify. I mean, I could, you know, I could justify buying new equipment, but I also can say, eh, it's money I don't have to spend. Like, I have equipment. It's old equipment. <laughs> it's not the best equipment, but it works. I've been putting this show together for two and a half years on old equipment that is not ideal but it works so i'm you know i'm, I'm not going to 
you know, go crazy over buying new microphones and new mixers for new microphones and all sorts of stuff <clears throat> as much as I would like to. Or putting a new website together or because fuck, I don't want to build a new website. I've got two and a half years on this show plus another year and a half, even though we don't have as nearly as many episodes, another year and a half of, of material on mom and dad cuss to put together. Like, Building websites is a pain in the ass when you didn't start right from the beginning. But all that being said, I was like, I, I'd like to do some of that stuff. Uh, I, what I really want to do, and I kind of put it up on Twitter earlier in the week, and I got zero replies. And I don't think anybody realized when I posted it that I was looking for responses, not just shares. I was like, you know, retweet all the fuck you want. Somebody reply. What I want to do, I want to kind of change up the recommended listening segment uh, coming into the new year because, well, for the, you know, for the last year and a half, I've, <clears throat> I've just been pitching shows and recommending shows that I listen to, that I'm a fan of. Well, there's only so many shows that I listen to and I have been expanding. I've started listening to more shows, one in part because I've, you know, you kind of grow tired of some shows. You're like, you'll start listening to one thing and you'll stop listening to another thing. Or say you're stuck in bed for two weeks and you don't listen to anything and you get backed up. And suddenly you start thinking, well, I don't really listen to this show anymore. I'm not as into this show as I used to be. Like, still a great show. But I'm not, like, I'm, I have no problem skipping it. And I've kind of, and I kind of found myself in that position with some shows. And again, not that I don't recommend them, still great shows, but I'm like, eh, I'm not rushing to listen to the newest this. And I'm not going to name names because that's just rude. But <clears throat> again, because I, you know, I mentioned before, I had about a hundred hours of back podcast listening, like downloads that I had to catch up on. And I, pro I probably deleted probably 30 or 40 hours worth of it because of just, eh, like, I don't need to listen to that one or that's really out of date or something like that. You know, there's a, you know, I got lucky. Some people went on break, especially over the holidays, but you know, when I started out in like a hundred hours and there were still, you know, new episodes of different shows that come out different days of the week. So I still got all this other stuff like building up. And like, even this last weekend, I was like, yes, I'm down to the last seven shows. And then Monday, everything updated. And suddenly I'm back at 20. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> but that's what happens. But what I, cause I've benched around it, but what I want to do with the recommended listening segment coming into uh, 2018 is I want recommendations from you, from listeners, from other podcasters, and not just like, and I, I've had in the past, hey, tell me what, you know, do, is, do you know of a show I should be listening to? Well, I want to kind of change that up because it was a lot of, and when I did that before, a lot of what I got was Hey, check out my show. And there were some that were like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'd listen to a show. And mostly it was just a lot of, hey, listen to my show. I want somebody to listen to my show. And I'd be like, eh, I'm probably not going to listen to this again. And, 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 I, and I always have kind of a, a three episode rule. I'm going to listen to three episodes of the show and give you a fair shot. And if I'm not digging your show in three episodes or it just annoys me to a point where I can't listen to three episodes, that's it. And I'm, you know, people will, will do like review swaps and things like that. And because of my sense of integrity, I won't, rev I won't leave a, a review for a show that I'm not really into. And like, I'm not going to leave a negative review cause that's just shitty. Um, but I'm also not going to leave a positive or a five star review for a show that I just didn't really like. And it's not even like, Oh, anything's wrong with it. It's just not my style. It's not my cup of tea. It's, it's not for me. 
good show. And there were a few that I, that I did that for and I listened to. And I was like, yeah, it's a good show. I'm just not thrilled with it. It's not something that I would continue listening to. No biggie. So I'm not going to sit there and leave them a five, a bullshit five star review. And I don't want anybody to do that for me. Um, you know, if you want to review my show, review my show. That's always been my thing. I, I'd love to hear what you say, good or bad. You know, if you want to leave me a one-star review and say, shut the fuck up, why am I listening to you? I don't know why you're listening to me. Uh, you apparently listened to me long enough to leave me a one-star review, whatever. But if I just like, hey, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, if you are so inclined to do so. Um, <clears throat> because I just want to hear what you say. Or again, the Facebook, Twitter, say, hey, dig the show. Hey, uh, you're a dumbass. Shut the fuck up. Whatever you want to say. Really? That's cool. I'm fine with that. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I've, I'm not one to leave negative reviews because it's. I feel it's kind of shitty. It's like if you're going to leave a negative review for if it's anything other than constructive criticism, you're just being a dick. Um, but yeah, if you want to leave me something on iTunes or Apple podcast or whatever the hell or on the Facebook page or wherever, you know, you can do that. And I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, it's, I don't know. It's part of the thing of, of just uh, talking from the hip is that you have a thought and then you lose it or you cough and you just cough your, your thought right out of your head. Of course, you didn't hear me cough the thought out of my head because I stop recording when I cough or when I stop to take a drink of my coffee. Uh, but again, back to before I derailed this into iTunes reviews, um, I really would like, uh, I, I want recommendations, not like, I don't want suggestions for me to listen to. I want you to tell me what you like. I want you to tell me what is a show that you recommend. Like, what is your favorite show to listen to and why? Kind of like I, well, basically what I do here. Here's a show. Here's what I like about it. Here's why I think you should listen to it. Um, now, I've had shows that I've recommended. This, like, this is not going to be for everybody. Their style of humor, not for everybody. This is a nerd show. This is a, this kind of thing. This is a weird, this, whatever the hell. And there are shows that I still have kind of in line to feature later. But what I want to do is I want to feature you. I want to, I want you to send me a recording, um, of whatever it is. That like, tell me about what it is. Or if you don't want to send me a recording, you can write it up. But write up a something for me. Hey, this is a show that I am really into. And this is why. And this is why I think that, uh, you know, you should feature whatever. You send me your feature. What show? Because I, again, I can talk all day. I just can. Um, I can go and go and go, but probably for me, the biggest thing is I want to hear from you. And, you know, I, I can say, hey, if you've got weird news stories, send them in. But it's, it's, if you're not into weird news in a looking it up your damn self, you're probably listening to me to get the weird news. Why are you going to do the work for me? But <clears throat> if you're listening to me, you obviously listen to podcasts and there are shows that you listen to that you think, oh yeah, you should totally check this out. Or I think other people should check this out. And by, you know, look through my recommended listening uh, list on, on the website, they're, they're all over the place. There's nerd shows, there's tech shows, there's, there's podcasting shows, there's stuff on history. There's a lot of comedy stuff because that's just me, but there's, they're all across the board and I've got everything from the story behind who Emily needs to get up. And I realize she's got a billion things on her plate right now between her, the book deal thing and her new production company and, and kids and holidays and all this. Emily, you need to get up because the entire world is missing you right now. 
And, you know, yeah. Come on, Emily. Let's go. You know, I might have a backlog of podcasts to listen to, but you know that I've told her before when when her show drops, it's the first one I listen to because it's really easy. <clears throat> anyway, come on, Emily. Go. Let's go. We need you back. It's coming into New Year. Maybe she's going to get things going like right after New Year's and then I won't have to yell at her. I can't yell at her. She's too nice for that. Um, anyway, but, um, yeah, maybe there is like, I've got shows from like the story behind or the countdown movie and TV review or the restaurant podcast or, uh, the school of podcasting or what's the tea with RuPaul all over the place, <laughs> you know, again, couch potato files, Mike Jolitz, uh, Dark Angels, Pretty Freaks, a podcast we listen to, you know, I, I never feature like a welcome to Night Vale. Uh, I'm trying, I'm, I'm don't, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know there's, you know, dozens that I've featured up to this point and trying to remember what I have and what I haven't is actually quite difficult. Uh, especially because I've listened to new stuff more recently and picked up new shows, but that's the thing. My tastes are all over the board. So what's to say that like I'm, I recommend what I like. It doesn't matter if it in any way reflects this show. It reflects me. So I want to reflect you. I want to hear you. Um, I'd really like to actually hear you. I'd like to hear if you, if you're a podcaster, you can sit down and record whatever the hell you want. And say, hey, this is a show I really like. This is why I like it. And Dave Jackson does this at the end of every year. He he does his My Favorite Podcast Is. And you tell, like, oh, hey, I'm Adam from Odd Dad Out. And I, you know, this is about my show. And here's the show I really like. And I'm terrible at those kind of things because I can't pick a show. I can't. I'm terrible at it to say, oh, this is my favorite. But... If you, you know, that's why I don't do it. That's why every week I, I come on here and I tell you the thing. But I want you to tell me a thing. Tell me a show. Doesn't have to be your favorite. You don't have to play favorites. If you want to play favorites, you can. But if you if just tell me, hey, this is a show I'm really into right now. And this is why. And this is why I dig this show. Because. And. Because <clears throat> I feel like that would. That for me. It tells me what kind of people listen to the show or it just, it, it'll tell me different stuff because for me, I was like, I, I want to listen to new shows. But when you go and ask Twitter, Hey, or, or even Facebook groups, everybody gets and turns on to when you ask about, Hey, what should I listen to? People get into self promotion mode. I don't want you to tell me to listen to your show. I want you to tell me what shows you like. If it's another show like yours, fine, whatever. Um, if you're not a podcaster, you're just a listener and you're like, hey, I really dig this show. I think having listened to you at all or looked at the variety, you might like it. Or even if you don't think I like it, if you just think other people should listen to it, that's the point. That's what I do. That's what I want from you. Yes, I'm rambling. That's what I do. I've done it for an hour now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just... I want in the new year, I think it's, it's a, it's small steps. It's trying to change up the show and grow the show and change things up a little bit because, you know, I can only say, I can only recommend so many shows that I legitimately listen to. And because I'm not one of those people that subscribes to a hundred shows and doesn't really listen to them all. I intend to listen to all the shows I'm subscribed to some with higher priority than others, but I, I listen to all the shows I'm subscribed to and <clears throat> my list, you know, starts dwindling down of, Hey, I've already talked about this show. I've already talked about this. I've already talked about that. I'm running. I am legitimately running out of shows in my subscriptions to recommend just on the sheer volume of shows I listen to because I don't recommend something I don't actually listen to, but I want you to recommend something that you listen to. 
If you don't want to record something, write something. Send it to me. Email me, odddadout at gmail.com, or, or send me a message on Twitter or Facebook. Although, when considering the nature of this, email is probably best. Or if you're really awesome, <clears throat> if you're a podcaster, record something for me. You know, do a whole... Again, if you're this far into the show and you've listened to me in the past, you know I can go on for 10, 15, 20 minutes about a show. I don't care how long you talk, really. I'm handing the segment to you. You, If you are willing to submit a, a recommendation, a feature for me, I'm handing the segment to you. Really, no bullshit. Um, so, send me something. If you're a listener and you, and you want to do a, and you want to send me a thing and, but you don't, it's like record it in your phone. Every smartphone has a voice memo or something like that, or you can easily find one in whatever your Android, uh, Google Play, uh, market, cause I'm blanking words or the Apple App Store or whatever. They're, they're all over the place. Um, talk into your phone. Really? It's that easy. Um, you know, every phone's got it, really. Um, I bet if you just said, okay, Google, take a voice memo, it'll do it. And I better make sure my phone didn't wake up for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> because, or even if you have like a, I don't know, I don't know the Spartan speakers thing, but I bet they probably have a thing like that. Um, but yeah, if you, or again, just write it up. But again, email it to me, odddadout at gmail.com. I, I love to get these things. I really, again, I'd rather get these than actual reviews and shit in iTunes because that can be bullshit. I know a good chunk of my iTunes reviews are bullshit. Sorry, because I've seen people who give the same review. And I'll look at like, they do a big review swap and you'll see every name in there and you start looking at those shows because you go and review those shows and you see the same name gave the exact same, you know, great show, good job, five stars, just the exact copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, you know, bullshit review. I've got some of those. I know. So I'd rather you send me a thing saying, Hey, this is, it tells me you're listening. That tells me you're listening more than, uh, you know. Uh, coerced reviews. So, yeah. That's, but that's what I want to do next year. If I, if I have a, 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 a submitted feature on the next show, I, I need to do something. I think the, <coughs> I still owe stickers to, uh, Mike Jolitz and Chris the Mole Man. But I think what I want to do, and I may start, this may just become a thing. I think this will, this, I'm just, idea just popped into my head. What I'm going to do, and, and Rihanna's just going to have to suck it up. I think what I'm going to do, if you submit a feature to me, especially if you submit a, a recorded, like, audio feature to me, I'm going to put all those names in a hat or a, a random program, whatever. And I'm going to draw a name. And whoever I draw is going to win a thing. And I don't know what thing I'm going to give away. I, but I'm going to give away some odd dad out swag as, uh, to those people who are so committed to the show that they want to that they'll sub that they'll give their recommendations that they'll actually submit a feature to me. And again, if you write something up and want me to read it, that's fine. Um, if you don't like the sound of your voice, nobody does. Big sick. Nobody likes the sound of their voice. I just got used to it because I talk too damn much. But yeah, you submit a feature to me. I will put it all. I should probably go a few months. Put them all in, in, in a big bucket or whatever and draw somebody out and give away some swag, whether it's, it's coffee mug or t-shirts or whatever I come up with, whatever I, I can, uh, get Rihanna to loosen up on. I don't know, but <laughs> we'll, I'm going to do that 
I'm deciding right now. So get on it. However you again, if you've listened this far, you are committed enough to probably do this. I'm just saying if you've listened to the point where you found out there's a contest involved, then then you are committed to the show and you are awesome <laughs> because I've gone all over the damn place today. So, you know, I think I think I need to wrap things up because I know I've got children out there that need to take a nap and. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. And again, I'm, I'm making shit up as I go along right now, as always. But as always, I greatly appreciate the sheer fact that you've put up with my crap for the last hour. I told you I could do it. I told you I could ramble and bullshit on and vamp for an hour. But <laughs> thank you again so much. Uh, for listening and for putting up with me for the last year. It's been, this has probably been the most productive year in the show. I've gotten more episodes out this year. I've pretty much, you know, holidays and illness aside, not missed nearly as many shows as I have in years past. Um, I'm really pushing towards episode 100. Still don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but that's still a few minute, uh, minutes, a few months from now. And again, if you have any suggestions for that, go ahead, throw them my way, because I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue what I'm going to do when I get there. And I mean, yeah, it's still like three months away, but it's still something I got to, you know, I got to figure out what I'm going to do, because I got to do something. But again, send those feature bits to me, odddadout at gmail.com. Drop me a line on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout. Uh, check out odddeadout.blogspot.com for all the past episodes or links to subscribe, whether it's on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker. Um, where am I? I'm all over the place. Um, or just a generic Android thingy that'll help you find a good app for yourself. Oh, and before I go, because my brain... Big congratulations to... Uh, and I, they put it in a Facebook group. I think I can say it here to, uh, Jeremy Collins from, uh, podcast we listened to and Dina Marie from twisted Philly on their engagement. Uh, you guys are awesome. Great shows. Um, really cool people. Uh, I've, I, it's funny that I started listening to them and then like, they just pop this up and it's one of those like, Wow just you know match made in podcasting and and they're they're both great so congratulations you guys i'm probably one of the first shows to congratulate you in their show and i'm sure neither of you are going to hear this but whatever um anyway because i lost my train of thought (laughs) um thank you again and until next week um next year um, whatever. <laughs> Thank you again, because I've said it a bunch of times. Um, I am still Adam Higgins, if you're still listening. So, uh, thank you, and good night. Good night.